grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from Isaiah, the 60th chapter, verse 1. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has shone on you. Uh, dear friends of Christ, the century turned 19 years ago. And uh, if you remember that, uh, that new millennium, uh, Y2K we called it. And, and of course, around the world on, Christ, on, on New Year's Eve, reporters were stationed in the, in the Pacific Ocean Islands where the new year first uh, came, where the new millennium first turned. And they were places where they nor- normally never would be, in small little islands in the Pacific, on the island people of Tongo. And uh, uh, they celebrated. Uh, they did not shout and dance, though, the people of Tongo. Uh, they did not have fireworks. Uh, they weren't going crazy. Everything was organized. Everything was structured, kind of like a church service. And all the people were lined up in rows as the countdown, five, four, three, two, one. And then all of a sudden, a huge choir broke out in song, and, and <laughs> it was incredible. You, do you, do you, you probably don't remember what they sang, though. They sang, Handel's Messiah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. And then their king gave a speech that would rival any pastor's, any pastor's sermon. He said, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word endures forever. We have nothing to fear. And when he was finished with his speech, the crowd, along with the choir, once again broke out in song, and the islands stood up for God. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth forever and ever and ever Alleluia, alleluia. And they proclaimed Jesus as Lord in the new millennium. These Christians took advantage of the opportunity because how many times do they have the cameras of the world pointed on them? And they said, if the cameras are going to be pointed on us, we're going to proclaim Christ to arise and shine. Well, that's our theme, rise and shine, because God's glory has risen upon you. But why does the Lord want us to tell other people? Why does the Lord want you to rise and shine? And how in the world are you going to do that? You know, we talk about this little gospel light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. And then we say, hide it under a bushel. Oh, no. Right? I do that with the kids. Hide it under a bushel. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't do that. And the kids say, no, no, don't don't do that. Let it shine. And yet as adults, oh, hide it under a bushel. Yes. Hide it under, absolutely, that's what we need to do. Don't let everybody know what kind of faith I have. They'll, and, and, and that's where the world's at today. Arise and shine. The Lord wants us to shine the way the people of, of Tango did. It's because the Lord has shined his light on us. It's because he came. It's because he loved us. And that's something to talk about. That's something to worship about. That's something to sing about. You've been singing about it today. And some of those songs are difficult to sing. Some of those hymns, uh, epiphany hymns, are kind of hard because we don't sing them all the time. They're epiphany hymns, and we only sing them once a year. But his, his light has shined on us because he loves you. You know, when you first are dating somebody and you start falling in love, it's something to talk about. Yeah, I've got this, I've got this girl. 
you got this guy. Mom, dad, I think they're special, right? And you'll tell your friends, yes, yes, I've got somebody who's really, really neat in my life right now. And when Jesus rises and shines in our life, it's kind of like an old marriage where you quit talking about your wife or you quit talking about your husband. Yeah, those two have been together a long time now, right? And you might celebrate a 50th anniversary and make a big deal of it or a 75th and make a big deal of it, but other than that, yeah, they're just always kind of together. But the Lord has shined on us. And because of that, uh, you know, the Lord gives you his glory. And are you going to break out in the hallelujah chorus? To let everybody know? You know, I don't know what the new year is going to bring to you, and we don't know what the new year brings, challenges. And these challenges may be difficult. Some of them will be wonderful. Challenges that you more than welcome. But other of those challenges are going to bring you grief and pain and, and uh, may not, might not be so great. And you might even say, I'm not sure I can conquer them. And some of those challenges we can't conquer. Challenges like cancer that cause us to die. And so as we look at, into the new year, things might not look so optimistic as you look to the future. And so as you're looking to the future, what do you see? You know, our country continues to struggle. Uh, the church struggles. Fewer, fewer people are coming to church. Fewer, fewer people are believing in Christ. We see the church of God dying, not just in America, it's dying around the world. People are, it's, it's not cool to be worshiping the king. It's not cool to let your light shine. It's not cool to stand up for the truth of God's word. And as you look around, there's all kinds of reasons to be pessimistic. And not just are God's people pessimistic about the church and about about our congregation and about their families and about, you know, the economy and about our politics and, and our government. People are pessimistic. Is there any reason for optimism? As we enter into the new year, it doesn't seem like it, but God, God is optimistic. And that's why he encourages you to rise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. There's optimism. And we hear those beautiful words of hope that God's light has shined on me and it does make a difference that he shines on you and that you can shine even in the darkness. I want to give you a few reasons why, uh, you know, in the coming years it can be blessed. Now I'm not going to say in the coming years are going to uh, cause your life to be the easiest. Um, They may be filled with trouble. But, but they're going to be filled with promises. No matter the trouble, your life is going to be filled with the promise of God. It'll follow you in, in all difficulty. And if the coming year finds you in the one true faith, if the coming year finds you uh, clinging and living in the forgiveness of God, if the coming year finds you growing in God's word and studying his word, if the coming year finds you loving the people that God has called you to love, and that's, that's everybody, if the coming year finds you walking in His ways, keeping His commandments, and if the following year does all those things as you grow in His wisdom and stature, then you're going to have a great year, and you're going to have a great eternity. Today we celebrate Epiphany, and it's a time of season 
when we reveal who this baby born in a manger truly is, we focus on Jesus and reveal him as a true light to the nations of darkness. A light has shined in the darkness. And men really never understood the true light. And that's why they crucified Christ. They didn't, they didn't like his message. They didn't like the, the sound of the true light. They didn't like the look of the true light. They didn't want the true light in their lives, and so they crucified him. And people are doing the same thing today. I don't want the truth of God's word. I don't want the true light to shine. Do I want to be saved? I certainly don't want to go to hell. Do I want to be saved? I certainly don't want uh, God's curse upon me. But I, you know, kind of cling to the truth and saying, hey, whatever he says goes, to let that light shine on me and proclaim his truth, it's not something people are so willing to do because darkness sets in. The darkness of pride, the darkness of rebellion, the darkness of having my own opinion and doing it my own way, the darkness of the world. People never really truly understand the true light. Oh, they've heard the prophets talk about it. The prophets said, a light is coming, a light is coming. And by the way, you know, prophecy in Scripture is so magnificent. It's one of the reasons why I know I'm a Christian and why I know God is true. Because people long ago prophesied these things to pass. The Bible is not just a regular old book. It's a book of prophecy. And more prophecies are going to come true. The prophecies have come true. The prophecies will continue to come true. Why? Because God's word is true. It is a light that shines in the world. And Christ came. And his light came. And it shined on the people of darkness because our souls are blackened with darkness and the blackness is all over you and it's within you and it's all over and within me we're drenched in the ugly darkened stench of sin there's not one good thing in us Isaiah says not one good thing it's what the apostle Paul says and all the good things we do are worthless it's what Isaiah says you know, on our own, we can't shine. We can't do it. Arise and shine, that's what God says. But on our own, we can't. So how are we supposed to arise and shine if darkness lives in me and if I live among a people of darkness? So how are we supposed to rise and shine if it's impossible for us to do it on our own? Well, that's why God sent Jesus. That's why he sent his son, and that's why God says, Arise and shine, for his glory has shone upon you. And the angels filled the skies with the shepherds, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, and the glory of the Lord shone upon them. And the shepherds understood all that. And the glory of the Lord has shone upon you. It's epiphany. Arise and shine. Your light has come. The light of Christ, epiphany. The light of his forgiving love, epiphany. The light of his divine power, epiphany. The light of his mercy, the light of his divine essence, his divine being, epiphany. God becoming human flesh to be like us, to save us, epiphany. And that love is revealed in you, in your heart, 
where the darkness of your sin used to live, but now has been extinguished by the light of Christ and his forgiving love. And that's why you and, a, you and I are able to rise and shine, not on our own, but because Christ shines in us. He has come. And that means whatever the new year brings, you're going to shine because Christ shines in you. And I hope you understand that. You know what that means that he's shining in you. Christ has come to dispel the darkness of your sin, the sin in your soul, the sin in mine. He's come to shine for you. He's come to save you. He's come to do all of that. And if you believe that Christ indeed has come, then you must believe he's come to fill you with his light. Because Scripture says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. And this is the verdict. The light has come into the world. Epiphany. That's the verdict. Light shines in your heart. So we rise and shine because Christ has come. It's all we know as Christians. It's who we are as a people of God. Isaiah's primary task as a prophet was to remind the people who they were. The pastor's job, his primary task, is to remind the people who they are. Not just so they'll have the saving faith, but so that they'll live it out. To remind the people who they are. So they live up to that standard because they are the Lord's anointed. They are chosen. They're like the Marines, the few, the proud. Sometimes we need to be reminded of all that. We need to be reminded of who we are, of who we belong to again. We're God's people. We are the people for whom Christ died. We're the, we're the best family in town. And families matter. We're God's family. Family membership can have a real advantage in this world. I mean, think of great families uh, you know, that have advantages. Families like the Kennedys and the Rockefellers and families like uh, the Roosevelts. You know, membership in those type of families, it brings privileges. And while we're not a Rockefeller or a Kennedy or a Roosevelt, we are members of God's family. And our bloodline is more exalted than theirs. Our inheritance is of greater value than theirs. Oh, sure, they may have their fame and prominence and prestige and wealth, but in God's family, we're going to in, in, inherit eternal treasures, eternal riches. The light of Christ will shine on us forever and ever in His kingdom. We know who we are and we know where we're going. Epiphany. Rise and shine, people of God. Let people know who you are. In the coming years, they're going to be filled with God's blessing. We'll go into 2019, 2020, 2021, and we'll move ahead in the future, guided and directed through the dangers and chances of this fleeting world. And guess who's going to be with us, shining in the dark future? Christ, in the light of his word. I love that order of service of Compline. It's an evening service. And in, in that service, it's got a prayer. Uh, it's a service for the end of the day. Of course, uh, when, whenever we have an end-of-the-day service, it's a metaphor for the end of life. The sun is setting, and so is our life. As, as the day is ending, so is 
our life. And then in the middle of that, in the, at the end of the conclusion of that service, the service of Compline, we have a prayer that goes like this. Be present, merciful God, and protect us through the hours of this night so that we who are wearied by the changes and chances of this fleeting world may repose on your eternal changelessness. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm certainly wearied. I'm wearied as I see people walk away from the faith. I'm wearied as I look in the world of darkness. I'm wearied at all the changes and chances of this fleeting world that's all passing away, coming to nothing, means nothing, amounts to nothing. Changes and chances of this fleeting world, and I, like you, must repose. Just lean back in the bosom of God. Repose in his eternal changelessness. For the God, our God, is a light who shines, and he's the same yesterday, and he's the same today, and he's the same tomorrow. And his words and promise never changes. And so in this ever-changing world, I can repose on his eternal changelessness. And I need that. It's like the anchor to my soul. And even though we can't see God, and even though we live in sin, and we live in the results of the curse of this sinful world, and we live in the results of the brokenness and the darkness of this world, we know He loves us. We know He watches over us. We know He keeps His promises. We know His light shines. He's protecting in this world, protecting us in this world of sin. And He's come. He sent His Son. He's done the work. And the darkness in our hearts has been dispelled. And because of that, we have a witness. We have something to talk about. To arise and to shine and to tell the world. And what do we tell the world? Well, just like the witness that was given by the people of Tongo. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth forever and ever. Alleluia, alleluia. It's epiphany. And Christ shines in your life so that you can shine in others. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.